Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from a wonder to a crime, from powder blue to she's on time. <laughs> oh, she's we're, on time. It's all been done, the podcast. On a scale of one to ten, he's an eleven. It's my co-host, Evan. I really fucking hate that you make the have to come up with a rhyme now. <laughs> uh-huh. And now you do me. Says the saker, he I'm not, he eats eggs. <laughs> I'm not sure if you know how rhymes work. I made you some eggs. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Here you go. This is theater of the mind, but I am not convinced. What, what's on your eggs, Saker? I'm a hungry... jeez. Bo- oh, what's on your eggs that I made you? Colby Jack. Oh. You melted it onto oh. my scrambled eggs. Oh, just Colby Jack? Colby you, Jack. Are you, are you like a milk guy? Do you like put the... So there's like a lot of different uh, schools when it comes to making eggs. I take the advice of our past guest and i can say this with pride friend of the pod justin mcelroy uh-huh. do not use milk when making scrambled eggs put water in instead it makes them fluffier uh, and better well do you, i, what, what I do you disagree do? you do yeah with just, just i'm sorry how many listeners does he have and how many listeners do we have i'm sorry but i've done a lot of <laughs> eggs justin i mean i'd love to do a head-to-head egg off with justin oh but i, I think, mean yeah, i'm not i'm not saying I've done water, I've done milk, uh-huh. I've done, you know, like butter and various other things and I found that that just eggs and salt really. And I've done the I've done the Wait, just egg and salt? Yeah. That makes them flat. They're not fluffy. Oh, my eggs are so creamy, boy. But how do you make them fluffy without some sort of dilution? Mm, well, you got to you got to stir them low and slow. Oh, I don't like this. And you got to stir them with You're the... making an omelet, not scrambeds. Oh, no. You had my eggs Friday and you you raved about them. Oh shit, I did. They were really good. <laughs> so We should have the, But now that I know that you like cheese in them, I'm going to put cheese in them cuz I'm a cheese boy, but oh, a couple you? friends of ours don't like cheese, so oh, I've no, gotten no, into no. the habit of But here's my question. Uh-huh. We eat eggs, right? <laughs> we eat butter. Uh-huh. So I have an argument with my partner uh-huh. about animal products that we eat, like oh, like honey and whatnot. Uh-huh. And my argument is that if dogs pooped butter, <laughs> like from the beginning of time, like they had, like we domesticate wolves uh-huh. as uh, Cro-Magnon, sort of Australopithecus men and Neanderthals. We develop we domesticate wolves, but in addition to helping us hunt, they uh-huh. poop high quality butter how did we domesticate this behavior into them it doesn't matter yeah i mean it's just, they've always done that perfect like like they, like they, they pooped they pooped kind of crappy butter but then th- over the years we've like perfected the butter would we as a would we as a butter. culture and a species eat the butter that they poop yes i agree but and my we, partner says it's gross at that point we would eat dogs too oh yeah i think i think if we're gonna I eat i don't think so we, if we eat one product from an animal i think we eat that animal but I mean, Goats, if you're, looking, if you're cows, talking about like chickens i know but if you're talking like cat but they're different breeds so i guess we would breed dogs for butter we would do but dogs are also utility like you're not gonna hunt with a cow you're not gonna hunt with a goat unless in this fantasy world you've made up we domesticated cows into hunting cows <laughs> which is such a great mental image riding cows oh i love the idea of a hunting battle cow. auroch we could oh, we could ride man. them into battle that'd be fr- it'd be fucking terrifying to have like a, a cow like well i mean riding a bull into battle that's badass well bulls don't have like the like the back strength to fight i think I really think you have to because that's why like you have to be of a certain size and they have to be of a certain temperament it's uh i think it's jared diamond's guns germs and steel where he talks about how what est- what animals we can domesticate and what animals we can't okay like the zebra we can't domesticate the zebra there's no riding zebras because it's just it doesn't have the temperament and it doesn't have like the strength and, and original horses they were very very small and we had to ride them differently like when you ride horses oh here we go my eyes glossed over I know, about <laughs> but we rode them differently you we didn't have, about a book we didn't have saddles and we rode them they rode them like with like almost like crouching on their back really yeah because they had to you couldn't just like sit on it because it would hurt them 
Okay. So yeah, there's a. I could talk about like. Can we just Why do a horse podcast? Ever... Like a military history uh, domestication of battle steeds. Mm, that, my friend, I say nay. We okay. cannot. Nay. You <laughs> son got of a bitch. it. Hey, uh, here's my proposition. Mm-hmm. Next time we make eggs. Yeah. Let's try a but next breakfast night you have. Yeah, we'll let's do, a- do cola. Let's do oh. eggnog. Let's do. <laughs> I want to try a bunch of mixins. Let's do the fun ones. <laughs> so it's like the Cold Stone Creamery of yes! eggs. Frosting. I want that to be cutting. Okay, my eggs. so that's why I don't like let you pick the movies we watch <laughs> because you always troll. You always troll. I don't troll. I legitimately wanted so, to watch Human Centipede three last night. <sighs> I'm just saying. I thought it would be fun for us. You're a bastard. What? <laughs> that's a. That's an insult that's lost a lot of punch, I bastard? think. Yeah, because back in the day, like, being a bastard was a bad thing. But now, like, half the fucking people in the world are bastards. It doesn't matter. Like, it's not... I mean, it's used as an insult. It means you're kind of a dick. But, yeah. like, it doesn't It doesn't mean anything, like, now. Being born out of wedlock is not any sort of onus upon you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you saying that it should be a big... No. You're all about no. the nuclear family. No. Nope. <laughs> You've nope. always been about conventional... <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> Values. I don't believe in global warming. <laughs> you don't believe in global warming. I forgot. Speaking of global warming. Oh boy, no nope, bad Because this room's getting hotter every day. <laughs> Boom! You nailed it. With the introduction of our hot guests. <laughs> um, he is oh no, I have to bring up I wasn't expecting to segue so smoothly into it. <laughs> He's done work for SpongeBob SquarePants, Powerpuff Girls, and Bravest Warriors. He's the creator of the Cartoon Network show Mighty Magiswords, and he's a comedy musician who goes by the name of TV's Kyle. It's Kyle Kuroza. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Hi, guys. I can say things now because, like, like <laughs> my, my wise guy senses were tingling the entire time you guys were talking. That is, that is well, a rough scene. But I'm it here is. now, and I can say words. Yeah, yeah. Come, come at us. Come, exc- are, are removed. That's right. <laughs> what What did you want to pitch in on? Give us, give us something. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the sound of my breakfast arriving. <laughs> Which <laughs> we are definitely leaving in. Out. No, of course not. we will not. What's your breakfast? Okay. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if his He's breakfast contains eggs. Getting up. Hold up. We gotta listen to this. Okay. Great. We'll buzz you in. Thank you. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. 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 He'll buzz you in. Oh, Hi, Mr. Yeah. Fancy Pants Hollywood. He's, probably, he's like a pen, in a penthouse, I'll open obviously. the gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come inside. We must, we must keep the riffraff out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so send what is, Jeeves down What's your you. breakfast entail? Oh, uh, we, my wife and I both ordered uh, Chris Sandwiches. Okay. Oh, very good. B- BK? Uh, no, there, there's like this uh, kind of adorable horse-themed... Uh, um, this is so like relevant to everything we were talking about. Slash Horses. coffee shop. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we didn't we didn't in any way, like, Google Earth your area <laughs> and, like, like, specically tailor our opening conversation <laughs> to reference not only breakfast, but... Your uh, horse cafe. Your horse, your horse cafe. <laughs> yeah. Well, in addition, I, I uh, have a song I released earlier this year called The Horseman One that I'm pretty sure you guys just did a great, um, inter- you know... Exploration of. I thought we were going to talk about Bare Naked Ladies songs, but if you want to do mine, I mean that's totally okay. <laughs> I like the Kyle cast. We can do. Yeah, this. we could we could do a we could do a bonus episode for our, our, our inevitable Patreon. Yeah, our inevitable Patreon. And then uh, and then we'll do She's on Time, which has been stuck in my head all week. Oh, uh, it's a great great song. It's not. It's one what? of those you evil earworms that makes you yep. think about you know. A well, that's sort of topic that you might not necessarily want to have a song about yeah. in your head. <laughs> and that's sort of true. what the bare naked ladies do is they worm they just 
lay an egg in your brain. And oh, it for just, sure. It just hatches like an alien and bursts out of your head. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've actually done, again, we talk about these bonus episodes a lot, but we did a practice episode before we actually had the podcast for She's on Time. One day it will make it out into the world. We'll see the light of air. It will see the light of air? <laughs> what the fuck? What does that mean? <laughs> um... Kyle, so what? Uh, so you got some Chris sandwiches for breakfast. That sounds delightful. How do you make your scrambled eggs? Oh, uh, usually uh, quickly because I've wrecked the yolk making not scrambled eggs. Okay. <laughs> the best way to do it, yes, is emergency eggs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Emergency? I'm sure there's something there. I'm not willing to explore it. Um, yeah, I would Kyle. say 90% of the time I'm making scrambled eggs, it's to make some kind of cheese the star. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, you got eggs some. Eggs as a delivery system for cheese is oh, definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> useful. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you put, uh, to be honest, my favorite, perhaps, egg topping, too, is uh, sour cream and salsa. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. I like a little bit of yeah. I like a little bit of hot sauce, too, just yes. for a bite. But oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Southwestern omelet sort yes. of scramble. Oh, it's delightful. So good. Um, yeah. So, hey, uh, speaking of, we can speak of bare naked ladies now. I suppose we can, Kyle. But, uh, I mean, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle I'd like you to wait last. I'd like you to weigh in on the butt butter question first. <laughs> would you eat would you eat dog butt butter? Oh, um <laughs> Long thoughtful pause. Sadly I might. <laughs> I don't think that's sad. Yeah, I mean, but it's part of our culture now. Yeah. Well, culture. I mean, okay. I, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking of like like the most um the closest we've gotten to that is that like science meat that isn't actually made out of an animal that they started yeah. working on. Sure. And, like, I am firmly on the side of science meat, so I guess I'm on the side of butt butter. (laughs) I mean, like, we eat, like, milk from cow teats, and we eat, like, bee honey from, like, it's like bee vomit, basically. But this is such a random sup... If a cat could puke gold, would you use it? Like, yeah, well, I don't of think we would because it, gold wouldn't have value because if cats are All puking right. up gold, <laughs> hold up, you piece of shit! <laughs> Your cats are ruining the economy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, Your dogs but... are ruining the butter industry. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're presupposing that back in the day when we domesticated dogs, it would have been built into us. We wouldn't have had to question that right, belief. But, and I know, I I feel like it's so you're a, saying it's... if Kai was transported from this world. To the world of dog butt butter. butter. Where everyone is okay with eating butt butter. Would uh-huh. you partake in butt butter you, or would you be too wait, grossed out by show, your... Does this show have continuity? Am I in a different universe than you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, we are, we've been in the, uh, in, the, in the dog butt milk universe for a long time. <laughs> but we're all, we're all supposing the butt butter universe. Yes. 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 Um, wait, Thrilling Adventure Hour makes reference to butt milk. Maybe you guys are in the same universe. <laughs> oh my God. Thrilling Adventure Hour. God, that show is so fucking good. Uh, let's just talk about better podcasts for the entirety of this podcast. Sweet. Um, so Kyle and Luke talk about tunes. Excellent show. <laughs> hey, the plug section is at the end. Um, hey, so, so here's the thing. Let's talk about Pretty Good Ladies. Let's do that. You let's told me that one of the reasons that you are on this cast, besides for being a delightful human being, is that you gave me a fact about Bare Naked Ladies that I had absolutely no idea about that has to do with Harlan Williams being on the Bare Naked Ladies Ships and Dip Tour. Would That's you... right. I was yeah. I was listening to your old episodes. I heard you talking about the ships and dip tour and being conf- and being confused as to why Harlan Williams would be uh, on there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Harlan Williams is Kevin Hearn's cousin. Holy shit! <laughs> right? That's a bomb. He, he and they even have a band together called the Cousins. Oh, uh, isn't that crazy? Oh my God, that is such a cool fact. I haven't, I've not listened to any of their music yet. When you told me that, I was on vacation, so I have not had a chance to sit down with it. But like, 
Good God, I am excited to listen to yeah, some of the cousins. I can't even imagine. Like, how, I, I've how... only listened to samples thus far. It's kind of all over the place. Some of it, like, there's some of it that sounds a little bare naked ladies-ish, and then others, other parts of it sound like maybe Kevin's going back to his Corky and the Juice Pigs roots. Yeah. What, was Kevin originally with Corky and the Juice Pigs? Yes, he was. That's where they found him. Hey, dude, you know... Saker just took off his shirt. <laughs> what is going on I'm here? I'm beating my chest. I am... This is insane. You just came on this podcast and schooled the guy who's supposed to actually know stuff about the Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> it's called the Know Nothing Podcast. I'm just here it's for fine. color commentary. <laughs> yes. Uh, holy shit, I'm on his page and you are not lying to me. But what, like a, what, a, what a weird juxtaposition. Like Kevin Hearn and Harlan... Yeah, like oh, one of them right? is like a like a blue comedian, yeah. who's mostly fart jokes from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, and and one of them is, is like the quiet side baby bird yeah. of the Bernicke ladies. So I mean, I feel like that could produce. I had actually heard of Corky and the Juice Pigs by that point. They had a popular Doctor Demento single called "I'm the Only Gay Eskimo in My Tribe." <laughs> okay, oh. sounds like a wonderful song. Um, okay, wow. Is it? I mean, so was was Hearn with them when they had that song? It looks like he was only with them on one album called Pants. I can tell you that Pants is a very good song. Oh, okay, all right, good. That is all the uh, all the 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 backup I need to enjoy Pants. Here's some tracks from Pants, just out of curiosity. What do we have here? Uh, Kevin Hearn was involved in such songs as Dolphin Boy, Envira Girl, Christmas Dreams, Hot Squat Ombre. Damn, Hot Squad Ombre better be a great song. I'm going to drop a little sample of Hot Squad Ombre in right I'm here. I'm sorry, this is a list of characters in The Incredibles 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. You know what? I had meant to go see The Incredibles 2 yesterday, mm-hmm. and instead I went to Skyscraper starring The Rock. Oops, you fell over and landed in Skyscraper. <laughs> Basically, yes. Wow, how was that? It was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was Die Hard. It's, okay. it's trying to be Die Hard. I could, it I succeeded could, in being I Die could Hard. Buy, I could buy The Rock as a, a Die Hard. I've heard yeah, it described it was, as Die Hard except on fire. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was It was fun, cool. actually. Um, it was enjoyable. I did... It was weirdly... He's a, Future the, President The Rock. Future President Dwayne Johnson, that's correct. I'll take it. Uh, I think he's, he's going to go by The Rock as his presidential oh, name. Oh, man, I can't wait. That's it's the people's elbow. Way. He's a socialist, man. I can't wait. <laughs> the peop- not the corporate elbow. Not the corporate elbow. <laughs> not the privately owned he's gonna elbow. He's going to drain the swamp. <laughs> the swamp? Uh, he's going to... He's going to drain the smapu. He's going to drain the jabronis, yeah, We'll see. Um, yeah, which, yeah, that, that, that fact about the cousins absolutely blew my mind. Uh, I am delighted by that. Um, and there's so many bare naked ladies. I, I hesitate to call them spinoff bands because they're not, but we have brothers Cregan. We have the cousins. There are a lot of family bands. That's kind of weird. A, a, a bunch of bare naked ladies suburbs. Yes, that's what I would call them. <laughs> the suburbs of Bernicket City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, lead you to all those things. Stephen Page Trio. Um, I wonder if Ed's Trans-Canadian ever... Trans-Canadian Highwaymen. Has, has Ed ever had a, a band on his own, I wonder? Let's see. Well, I'm sure that if you have... You know, we're, I think we're, we're really horning in on Bare Naked ABCs now because they actually dig into stuff like this. Yeah, I don't want to dig in. I just want to fucking like... <laughs> yeah, I don't think people listen to us for actual knowledge about the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, by the way, you should listen to Bare Naked ABCs if you actually want to know about these songs. <laughs> yeah, they actually know shit like tempo and key signature. Yeah. And we yeah, talk about butt butter. <laughs> yeah, butt butter. Dog butt butter. So, yes. so yeah, go and dig in on their 
catalog for sure if you actually care to learn yeah so all you one-star reviewers to say we don't know shit yeah that's right <laughs> go listen to the other podcast that's the point that's the point we're like the greatest generation of two mission log <laughs> is that really a thing yeah, mission log is like they dig into all the star trek episodes Christ. and greatest generation just makes fart jokes about oh, okay. them and dick fun. jokes it, it, it says no nothing podcast right on the tin yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like, true. here's where you come for vampire theories <laughs> that's right uh, hey, speaking of, real quick, before we actually get into the song, what is your Barenaked Ladies history, Kyle? Tell us about, oh, I mean, how you got how you got into them, what they were, what you were all about back then. Okay, so in the 90s, uh, you know, I had, you know, first been into, you know, flat-out comedy music like uh-huh. Weird Al, and I discovered the Dr. Demento show. Um, but then I became a fan of They Might Be Giants, and so then I was interested in, oh, I like bands that are not necessarily comedy, but are just kind of weird. For sure. Um, and then uh, at some point while watching, you know, because I, I don't know if you guys knew this. I like cartoons. So I was <laughs> I was I was watching, you know, Fox Kids one morning and the Ballad of Gordon comes up. <gasps> great so song. Good. That's so a great good. song. And that's that's how I got into Bare Naked Ladies. I'm like, OK, let me let me, you know, find out what these guys are about. I got Gordon and uh, maybe you should drive. Must have been like about to come out because I remember like finding it not that long after I uh, got Gordon. By the right. way, I have I have old terrible cover of Gordon. That's how long a... I've been a fan. Oh shit! Oh, the oh. cover where they're trying to avoid the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's incredible. That is classic. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so then from there, and then were you were you always current on them? Like when Born on Pirate Ship came out, were you about all about that? And yeah, yeah, and I had in fact I was so on top of that that I had gotten like the. What was it, the shoebox single? There was, like, a single, like, an enhanced CD single that came out before that. Yes. Is that the like one with, samples like... samples of all the songs on it? The skeletal hand coming out of the box? Yeah. Yes, I and had that like, as Trust well. Trust Me is a B-side. Yes. Oh, man. Trust Me. Great song, too. Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. So you were always kind of a, a, a on the forefront, kind of a Bernie Ladies, uh, not super fan, or maybe you were, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I could, I could get pretty into them. I, I've still somehow never seen them live, but yeah, I was, no. you know, I was really into them for a long time. Uh, dropped off a little bit when Steve left, uh, not because I was, you know, so anti Steve leaving necessarily, but you know, I heard the album that came out afterwards and I wasn't into it other than right. what's, what's that, that the, the four, What's the name of that song on that album? The the what song? The the song that starts with the with the word with the number four. What is the name of oh, that oh, song? Oh, four seconds. Four seconds. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, I like that song on that album, and that's yeah. about it. Um, when I put out a new album, I check it out to see if I like it or not, and usually right. I don't. I did like Silver Ball. Oh really? Oh, that's mm. interesting. I think out of the new stuff, Silver Ball might be my least favorite, but I do see the value in it. Fake nudes is actually has been growing on me a lot lately. It might oh. be not a return to form, but I've been listening to it. Have you heard fake nudes? Uh, I've heard some samples of it. wasn't into it, but I haven't. I I couldn't say that I gave it a real chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I may be in that given up point. Although I I do I do keep tracking with uh, Steve Solo stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, we're, we're going to see him in October. Yeah, I'm excited about Sweet. that. Yeah, we, we need to. Uh, we I need to. I need to listen to more of the Steve Solo stuff to be honest, because I know that it it definitely has value. I just. Uh, I just. It doesn't have that name, that brand recognition. I need my Pepsi. It's I don't need my sub- Doctor Thunder. Suburb. Yeah, it's a suburb. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, so you've heard a lot of their new stuff. Do you have a favorite Bare Naked Ladies song? If you had to choose. Oh. Um, I know that's a rough question. There's a lot. That's a loaded one. It's a it lot is. to love. I have some like oddball faves, but I don't know if they're the actual faves. That's um, okay. Give me an oddball. Give me give me a top three, top five. I'm curious. 
shoot. Okay, we mentioned she's on time. That's actually near the top somewhere, which is huh. disturbing. That's an interesting. That's an interesting choice. It's a great pick. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I. It's it's hard for me to pick one thing off of Maroon because I like all of Maroon so mm-hmm. much. My favorite album. Um. Shoot. Uh. I can cut all the Hemin and Han. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're going to leave all of that in, and also my right? breakfast arrived. The breakfast. Um, <laughs> How is that? Have you have you taken a bite yet? I, I've only had a few potatoes because I don't want to be you know chewing on the. So this was not a great plan on my part. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, some some calling it into question. Uh, except for that, it'll be here when we're done. This um, is true. You know what song is my weirdo fave? Uh-huh. Is Born Human. Is what song? It's called Born oh, oh, Human. Oh, Born Human, the B-side. Yeah, crazy B-side. It's it's a Kevin song. It is, like, so strange sounding. And, and so, it's like, it's everything that's good about Kevin. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, sometimes Kevin can be so mellow that it, like, makes it not feel like Bare Naked Ladies anymore. Right. Like, I like Kevin for his keyboard stylings and what that brought to the band. This mm-hmm. is everything that's good about Kevin's writing, in my opinion. Hmm. Now, I'll be honest with you. Born Human is one of the few Bare Naked Ladies songs that I've never listened to. However, uh... I'll plug at the end of this episode. I'm going to be on an episode of Bare Naked ABCs, which comes out this week or next. Hey! Uh, reviewing Born Humans. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, Born Human, that's an interesting choice. I feel like you're trying to be a Bare Naked hipster here, Kyle. You picked two B-sides for me <laughs> no, so seriously, far. seriously <laughs> one of my go-tos. I, like, if you want a more mainstream one, Falling for the First Time is very high. So on my, good. On my list. Yes, that's an excellent one. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, Stunt and Maroon, I feel like, are the, the primetime BNL <laughs> champs uh honestly it does not get better than those two um and you could pick any song off of those and it would be totally believable to me as a a bnl fave so that's cool very cool interesting um okay well hey we called you on because we had uh, a song we we review that you would love (laughs) everything is everything is old apartment everything is old apartment so let's let's go ahead and start talking about the song for this week Okay, so the song this week is called Everything Old is New Again, and if you've never heard it, here's a quick clip. you buddy what uh what'd you think about this song well the, when i when i first heard this album the very thing i the very first thing i noticed about this song is that it sounds absolutely nothing like everything right is wrong again by they might be giants <laughs> I, I think about that song every time i think about this one yeah the titles are so similar and i love that i mean you bring up the 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 trail I, we gotta come up with a patented name for it which is weird al to they might be giants yeah. to the bare naked yeah. ladies well, we, we have somebody on we're like let me tell you your how you got into the bare naked ladies and it's always that that's <laughs> it's like a mad lib yes. and you've got like four choices like a yeah. fill in the blank it's it's those also maybe moxie fruvis yeah. also maybe um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah okay so that's that is interesting that you noted that about the title as well and it is very very different yes you are mm-hmm. correct <laughs> um and everything right is wrong again by Weird Al. Everything you know oh, is everything wrong. You everything know you, is you know wrong. is wrong. Shit. Which is God. actually my favorite Weird Al Damn song. Damn it. That the... Which itself is a fire sign theater reference. Uh, hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, so they might be Giants reference filtered through a fire, uh, 
through a Fireside Theater reference. I had no idea. That's really funny. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. How about how about musically? What did you did you have any uh like quick musical thoughts like your first time through? Uh, the first time through it, like the, you know, it was just kind of like the groove was just fine, and then like the marching band stuff comes up on the choruses, and that oh, was yeah. like God, that was like the fun surprise musically mm-hmm. of this song. Yeah. I wrote down. I love the carnivaly feel to the chorus. It was. It had sort of like a almost like a Beatles like all you need is love feel yeah. where they like where the horns like and it goes yeah. to my theory like horns improve a piece like when they come in and they like front the tuba yes and like boom boom. I would say yeah, even more so... Sergeant Peppery than anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, I could see that. I thought it was a tuba as well. There's no tuba credited on this. I know, song. but I, I it has to be a tuba. I think. Is it the double bass that just he's like imitating? Is it filtered through some electronic like? It could be, but oh, could like be. that just sounded so tuba. It does to me. sound like a tuba. Yeah, I, like, I know. And I know, I know there are no tuba in the liner notes, but it just made. Uh, it, I don't know. I, well, I'll wait for the bare naked ABCs episode to figure. <laughs> out. <laughs> wait for competent people to cover it. Um, but yeah, that that two or that tuba or whatever it is. Yeah. That uh, I could a, just listen to that that chorus over and over again because oh, for like, sure. it was one of my favorite choruses. There's a great band that uh, you ever go to a concert and you like you're like, well, this will be fun. I, there's an opening band I've never heard of, and the opening band blows you away way more than the opener yeah. or than the actual main. Better than Ezra and Bare Naked <laughs> Ladies concert we just went to. <laughs> okay, fine, be a dickhead about it. <laughs> there's a band I went to see MC Chris once, and a band opened for him. This was like in 2000. S M S and M and M and M. Yes, exactly. I love those guys. I did a T-shirt for them once. Did you? What in the fuck are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely adore S and M and M and M. They're a, 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 to Evan. They are a band that uses a. They don't have a bass, but they have a tuba instead of a uh-huh. bass. Like for all their songs, is the tuba. Yeah, which... Mark Dalman on the tuba, and he's uh, you know like a virtuoso at it, so he can just do all this crazy stuff. That's while awesome. His tuba, tuba's amped up. Yes. Uh, he occasionally shows up on recordings by Tom Maxwell, formerly of the Squirrel zippers awesome oh my god Dude. so it's sort, of, it's sort of like it's sort of an outgrowth of sort of the ska brass section but there's not there's almost never a tuba in ska ska i mean it comes more from like the the mexican banda music like where they they front the tuba oh really yeah and it's i know that was a big thing in, uh, in los angeles actually wasn't it like uh like the, the tubas being fronted in sort of the mexican banda music oh i would not doubt that and there's yeah. a there's a big rash of tuba thefts because uh, people <laughs> tubas are ex- an expensive <laughs> an expensive instrument so people would like break into like high schools and steal the tubas that's amazing and sell them like because you couldn't Curse you, you couldn't, el tuba diablo <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't afford to buy a tuba because everyone was buying them for this for the music that's so nuts yeah. wow i think that was like an npr piece on it i heard <laughs> yeah that, that blows, blows me away that you are familiar with S&M and M&M, though, and that you've even done a t-shirt for them is crazy. Are they still around? Because I look for new stuff by them sometimes. Uh, no, they, they you know, they were in Los Angeles. You know, right. They had moved from the East Coast to Los Angeles uh, around the time when I moved here. Yeah. And, you know, that was actually one of the first things I did in Los Angeles was go to an S&M and M&M concert. Wow. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but no, eventually they, uh, broke up, um, moved, uh, m- most of them moved to South Carolina and actually, yeah, they're, they're both, both of the guys from the rhythm section were touring with Tom Maxwell and Ken Mosier from the Squirrel Nut Zippers for a okay. while. We got to see them on that tour. Huh. Uh, but I think, uh, Seamus, the guy who leads that band is mainly teaching now. Oh, wow. That's super interesting. Huh. Very cool. Um, wow, we've we've successfully avoided talking about this song. <laughs> 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 We're talking about 
SNM and Eminem songs. Um, yeah, I, but that tuba or whatever it ends up being uh, is really, really cool. So was it just me or did the like the rhythm, like the rhythm guitar and bass when the song opens sound sort of like the rhythm guitar and bass from Sting and the Police, Every Breath You Take, like that. Dum, 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 oh, dum, yeah, I can dum, see dum, that. Dum, dum, I could I, I wrote down I'm going to put in a sample here of the two. Okay, good. So like, B, I I wrote down like that walking bass line from mm-hmm. step one is so much fun. It's a boom, 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 boom. Like it's like a strutting down the street sort of bass line. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I could see that sting comparison almost definitely. Yeah. Um, probably not intentional, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think they were specifically riffing off yeah, that. But. Yeah, 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 for sure though. Um, yeah. So I, I I feel like so I have a theory about this song, and I feel like the sudden marching band change has to do with the kind of I'll say dark hope <laughs> involved. Ooh, real dark, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so, should, should I just should I just like say what my theory about oh, yeah, this song yeah. is? Oh, for sure, dive by it, all man. means, yeah. That's, this yeah, is ninety percent of the podcast is us in our insane theories. <laughs> I, I think it is about uh, suicide with the hope of reincarnation as a fresh start. Oh, I like that. Okay, I mean, I think the suicide part is pretty straightforward in the lyrics but the reincarnation part is interesting everything old is new again clearly yeah there's something yeah. there yeah, uh there's, yeah. a, there's a few references that make me feel that way recycle reuse is one of them yeah mm-hmm. okay she thinks the afterlife might just be where the action is <laughs> yeah which is my favorite line in the song recycle reuse Oh man, I love. I don't know why it's Ed suddenly, but I love yeah. that line. That was a weird bridge. That bridge is so bizarre, but I I, I wrote down like yeah, uh, I I love that it's a cool change up. I love hearing both of them together, whether or not mm-hmm. I understand it, which I don't. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't quite get it. Um, but I thought it was very cool to hear them together again because this this I will album. I say that there is there's kind of a contrast set up between uh, the way the narrator feels about like he agrees with with this girl. That uh, you know, life's kind of crappy, mm-hmm. um, but he's like, he, like we open up with his with his mission statement: learn to lose. It's easier that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I love how pessimistic the narrator is in this one. It but is... he's not a piece of shit. No, like, I didn't. He's not a bad person. I like He's he's struggling, obviously struggling with like clinical depression. Yes. But he's not like as an evil person like some of the former narrators we've had in Stephen Page songs. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, he's like he, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's abusive. He seems to be a good person. Like yeah. every time his his girlfriend like she she clearly I think tries suicide, fails yeah. try, or or you know, does not succeed. Yeah. And then but he's there for her every time. Like mm-hmm. everything old is new. Well, oh, we're going to do the cycle but again. But they have like a, a it's like a codependent relationship. It definitely yeah. is codependent. And, and she's he's obviously struggling with either depression or like manic manic episodes or even like co- like borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Like yeah. she's she's got obviously something I do going on there. I, I, I wonder, I mean, this is a very, and it's, it's definitely different for Steve. It's mm-hmm. not his typical, like shitty relationship song, which is great. Well, it is a shitty relationship. It's well, just not, not him being a piece yeah, it's of not, shit. It's not either of their faults. I think. Right. Except um, when they get back together over and over again. I, I mean, 
where I mean, do you think that this song is somewhat autobiographical as well? I mean, I suppose it's impossible to say, but it's I mean, Steve always feels like he talks from he speaks from a point of 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 personal experience. So I don't know. I, I felt like there was a lot of like specific details in this song that made it very like it, it spoke a lot of truth to me. I feel like I don't know. Um, like specifically stuff like in their mother's cars, kids are feeling sad. In their mother's cars, kids are feeling sad. Okay. And like, well, that's like, remember when you get, you, you got on me for generalization a couple episodes ago <laughs> in their mother's cars, kids are feeling sad. Very general. That line confused me. That's out. how it is. <laughs> Well, that that line, I feel like it's uh, you know they're they're trying to establish the age of these characters, which it, yeah. you know there's right. a lot of arrows pointing to depressed teenager. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I wrote that down as well. Um, yeah, this is a teenage couple, but then again, uh, uh, you know, uh, move back home to fill the empty nest. Um, I kind of which got... I feel like is like goes along with his mission statement. Like, so we've got two people in this couple. One who is like. I learned to lose. It's easier that way. I, I screwed up everything. I'm going to move back in with my folks versus I'm going to kill myself perhaps because that will make things better. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, I think, think, I think actually a lot of time passes in this song. Like I think they start out in yeah, high school absolutely. and then they might end oh. in like their twenties or early thirties oh. even. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's the way I saw it too. Yeah. Interesting. I could see it. Cause yeah, it's, it's very teenage, like the whole first verse, first two mm-hmm. verses. And then maybe well, after Ed, Ed's bridge is maybe meant to be yeah. a passage of time. And I think we're, I think we're seeing like a cycle of maybe like a decade of like breaking up and getting back together, breaking up and getting back together. And then Steve's like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. And he goes and gets another girlfriend. I mean, he's like living with his parents and he has another girl. He has an alternative girlfriend basically uh, uh. because he says, I'm afraid to roam in love with the second best while she's out like she's out there doing something or maybe she's dead. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's out doing things. I think she is out there having other relationships too, because she's hosting her own show, like auditioning people for, I don't think that's literal. I mean, I'm not, I don't meant, I meant like auditioning boyfriends or girlfriends or, you know, for people like she's trying to get at something that will make her feel better. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so. I could see that. Interesting. I don't know. Um, Kyle mentioned his favorite line, uh, which is the, uh, uh, she thinks the afterlife might just be where the action is. This, I think, has certainly, there, I have a favorite line in the song. It might be my favorite Bare Naked Ladies line of all time. It might even be my favorite musical line of all time. Down to the bone and still losing weight. Nope. It is. That's how it is. And I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. I think every song should end with it. That's how we can end our podcast well, yeah, now. I, I found it super weird at the time, but I also feel like this is the first clue that it might be my re- reincarnation theory. I'll see you later. That's how it is. And I'll see you later. Oh, that's interesting too. Yeah. Boy, I, I all it took was a couple lines, but I think you snared me with that one. I like it a lot. But I, just, I love how matter of fact it is. Just like, hey, you know what? 
that's how it is. Bye. <laughs> like, we mentioned a couple episodes ago that, like, uh, I think it was on the These Apples episode. He says something like, uh, you know, uh, need more be said? Like, yeah, yeah. More, more need be, be said. <laughs> but Ed. it's like, he says that's how it is, and I'll see you later, and it continues with the song. But I like it from a reincarnation point of view. I think that's very interesting. Um, I was yeah. saying from, like, a vampire point of view, it's sort of like an only lovers left alive uh, issue where you've got these two vampires who are falling, or, like, they're only dating each other because they're the like they know each other really well and they've been on and off through the centuries. <laughs> so okay, so you think centuries passed yeah. during the course of this song? <laughs> yeah, pro- almost certainly. <laughs> I like that actually. We've paid our dues, but we can't make life pay because we're undead. It's uh, the precursor to the song. It's all been done. Oh yeah. shit! Oh my god! Oh boy! <laughs> which is which is almost a sh- which is definitely about vampires. Yes, there yes. is no possible way. You know. Kyle, I wrote something down, and you speaking about reincarnation actually makes me double take on it. So the song ends with, like, a long guitar note, and the song begins with a guitar note on reverse, like, and then it, like, leads into the song. And when I was playing it over and over again, listening to it a million times to take notes, I always thought it was interesting how it, like, it left and then it came back in with the exact same sound. So I wonder if that's like kind of emo- almost another like, hey, you know, uh, you know, it, if you want to listen cycle, to the song on repeat, the cycle repeats, the cycle repeats. Like, <laughs> I think that's interesting. That's a, that's a really a cool point. Um, that you just made <laughs> that I just <laughs> good job Saker I'm doing so well <laughs> I was killing it there let's be honest so I have a slightly more crackpot theory that is but it only works even a little if the reincarnation <laughs> theory is correct okay so let's let's just presume that yeah let's, let's go presume... into the presumption that yeah yeah so but... when we get to the part where it's like uh, while somewhere in the world she's hosting her own show <laughs> everyone she questions never seems to know just who they are and where they where they are going uh, is it possible that her reincarnation didn't work and she's a ghost and she's trying to talk to people and they're, like, maybe aware of a presence but can't actually communicate with her? Uh, she's talking to mediums? Okay. I, I can definitely... Um, yeah, I definitely think that uh, that she might be... That's interesting. Well, you know what? Here's even more crackpot. She died and I think... The Lord are, said. Are you looking like less? Than, like, are you looking? Look, you're looking at me like you want a yes and. <laughs> please, please, let me, please go along with this. Sometimes Saker does it. He just drops like a steaming pile of shit in my lap and like looks at me like, "All right, what do we do now?" Continue buddy? this. I think that 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 God said, "Hey, you know what? You are now." saint peter at the pearly gates so you have to interview people because they say that when i believe biblically you know when you go to heaven you've lost your whole identity that's why you don't miss people or like you don't recognize people so you know shitty oh yeah it's horrible (laughs) like it seems like a nightmare but uh yeah so like (laughs) so you do you just disappear I mean, no, you're, you're happy. You're very happy, but you don't know uh, anyone that you knew in your life, and it's just sort of a, a, a blank happiness, I guess. So it's like going to an insane asylum and getting really drugged. <laughs> you are, you're <laughs> that talking, doesn't sound great. You're talking to someone who's never read the Bible and has only heard third-hand that these things are true, so I don't actually so, okay, You're not converting me to anything here. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Please. All conversion. The takers just keep trying to convert me to Christianity. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast has been about from the start. Um, somewhere in the world, she's hosting her on show she's interviewing people she's saying hey what makes you such a good person why do you belong i don't here? remember they never seem to know who they are where they're going <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> yes and me evan yes and it's terrible <laughs> perfect <laughs> nailed it yeah i feel like that part of the song is the hardest part to actually break down 
Yes, I would agree. I, I, I think that there's, I mean, it's uh, obviously a lot of metaphor there, but it's a metaphor that is totally obfuscated. I'm sure it makes sense to the author, um, but uh, but to, to the, the everyday listener. I mean, I thought that this was about, again, Full House. Oh, my specifically fucking Jesus. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> season one, episode nine, uh-huh. The Miracle of Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. In what way? Well, it's they're in the first season of Full House. Danny so and DJ are fighting because she wants to go to France. No. And he says, no, I don't go to France. Idiot. Sorry, fucking tell me. Goddamn theory. <laughs> it's that they're in the first season of Full House. So the, the, the like Pam's death, Danny Tanner's wife's death by a drunk driver <laughs> is still very much present before it gets like planed away. Was that in episode four? And no. on screen? No, she we saw it. <laughs> dies prior to the oh, okay, good. beginning of the show. And everyone's really sad about it for the first episode, uh, first season. And then it just kind of like, they're like, oh, dead wife isn't really playing out with the audience. So let's just have all the characters kind of forget and Christ. mention her. But it's like, they're trying to do their first Thanksgiving after uh-huh. Pam's death. And, uh, like grandma is going to come and help them, but she can't come. So they go out and they uh, they, they want to go like get, get eat at a restaurant, but DJ won't let them uh-huh. because she wants to fill in for her mom and she fails basically. She so wants- this is a song from the perspective of the various people in Full House. So Danny, Joey, DJ, Michelle, Stephanie. Um, and I think it's I Who- think. Who is saying each of the lines? Well, I mean, we could go through it line by line. <laughs> no, nope, But I don't, be, I don't Actually, feel like you want to do that. Let me just pull out some highlights. Don't want to do that yet. Highlight me. <laughs> so, um... Obviously, there are some lines about Danny missing Pam, right? And then there are some lines about DJ trying to fill in for Pam. And everything old is new again because all these people are coming back to this house uh-huh. to live together. And Full House was famous for recycling plots, right? <laughs> so, so we're going to see this again later. Uh-huh. But, uh, the, uh, but a lot of the lines, I feel like, are from Uncle Jesse's uh, perspective because he was Pam's uh, brother, right? I sure I don't know the fucking family and, tree. Okay, well, I mean, you're gonna, I'm gonna need you to uh, like, <laughs> to like learn more about this, or actually, I'll educate you on did, it. Did through. you guys ever see the episode where they tried to reincarnate Pam? <laughs> did they have that séance, that demonic <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. ritual? <laughs> Everything old is new again. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, no, I've not seen that one. That's yeah. seasons. But you know, seven. they they like asked her to stop through Joey. It was like this really intense moment. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great you know what i remember watching that episode and then when i asked my mom if she remembered it or she taped it she said are you "You just watching static for like half an hour it was on right after candlestick Cove. yeah Yeah, and you were uh you were like carving sigils into your flesh (laughs) yeah she didn't stop me she thought it was cute yeah (laughs) but she you weren't cutting deep it's a phase and then we sat and she bandaged my wrists yeah 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 yeah. It's one of your best memories you have with your mom. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so... As Uncle uh, Jesse says, when's it going to stop hurting, man? I keep thinking the pain's going to go away, but fuck. it doesn't. And then Danny says, it never does. You looked up a quote from Full House. There were a lot... I, when I, I was, like, digging deep for, like, really poignant Full House episodes to uh-huh. sort of... sort uh-huh. Because of, uh, that's 90% of my research now is Full House episodes. <laughs> Great. But there are a lot of dead families in 80s, 90s, like family dramas yep. like family matters dead family member who died step by step dead family member what I think the fuck yeah like there's like every like half the shows are predicated on someone's spouse or like brother or sister dying and them needing like fucking yeah they're they're all like a lot of them are like that it's scary whoa what that and the fuller house dj's husband the new fuller house he's dead she's a widow what really i'm pretty sure that's nuts why what's the co- what 
what played in the 90s? What? I don't understand the link. Just one producer wanted to kill his wife and <laughs> just, he's just living out his... Kids love pathos. Kids do. Well, they didn't, which is why they had to like get rid of the whole Pam angle in so Full House. It's always the first season. After that step-by-step, step, never mentioned the yeah, dead wife again yeah. and family. Who died in Family Matters? Because uh, Harriet and uh, and uh, Carl were right, a couple. It was, it was, somebody, somebody moved in with them because... There was I don't I didn't Fuck. do as much research as family. Oh, matters. is it the grandma? Did the grandma die? Maybe you know I I uh, listeners. Urkel's if, wife died. If no, Urkel's <laughs> wife is uh, the main female lead. Oh, okay. At the end of the show, they get married. I oh. think after he creepily wears her down for eight seasons. <laughs> that is the opposite. That is of... not like that's not modeling good masculinity there, <laughs> no. Steve. Well, he, you know, he changed for her. He became Urkel. He became Urkelbot. He became all, whatever she wanted. He tried to become. So this is like a like fucking labyrinth scenario, like David Bowie trying to win a young preteen girl's affections by creating a. <laughs> Actually, I'm a pretty labyrinth. sure the Spin Doctor's song uh, Two Princes" is about family matters. Oh, really? All right, I'll be a Well, yeah, if you think about it, you know about uh, him changing for the, you know. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to say, well, think about it, and then leave us in silence, <laughs> which would have been I the could... perfect. <laughs> yeah, take two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, can we talk about, like, one last uh, ridiculous uh, everything old is new again crackpot theory? Please. Absolutely. That's all we've been doing. Yeah. I wonder if this song is the prequel to the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, our men's song, Second Best. I... I noted in my notes, yeah, in love with second best. And then Evan, you're not familiar with Bernie Ladies or Men, but there's a song called Second Best on that album uh, that kind of hits a lot of the same uh, thematic things. Yeah, uh, what, Kyle, did you have any any uh, 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 evidence or thoughts on it? Um, Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do think, uh, however, that song "Second Best" was written by Kevin. I wonder if that's his Bare Naked Ladies fan fiction. Oh, oh very like a, well, like a maybe self-insertion fan because he wasn't around for this album. That's correct. Oh. He came in on the next one. Um, oh boy, that's very interesting. He he's the Mary Sue of the Bare Naked Ladies universe <laughs> in Second Best. Um, very interesting. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Did either of you get like a weird clicking noise in the mix? No. Okay, because I did. I, it might have been my like, like my audio quality, but like I was getting like a weird like like in the mix. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, this isn't part no. of a bit. Like I even I even like pulled out my old CD and ran it through my my you, laptop, and you, it was still clicking. You heard someone say, "It's me, Pam. Please help me." <laughs> Hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play it for myself right now. Okay, very good. I'm also gonna play it right now. Do you, do not dare edit this out. <laughs> I will not. Did you? There it is. Oh. Oh, shit. Uh, I think that's the bass you're hearing. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a creaky. Yeah, it's like a creaky, like, I thought it was like one of those, like, I don't know what the name of the instrument yeah, is, but it's like that wood block that you run the... Oh, the, the yeah, the the um, washboard. It's like a washboard. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's the Cregan's fingers on the stand-up bass strings. Wow. Yeah, because it was like this really, like, creaky clicking noise, and I had it turned up really loud because I always listen to it yeah. I, painfully. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like to hurt myself. I don't know if you heard this then. Right after Ed says, um, I'm going to find it. Right after Ed says, if high school's built like prison, there's a very weird reverb on that line. It sounds, I'm not sure if it's Steve saying something in the background or. That's my line. <laughs> You're stepping on my line, kid. <laughs> um, no, but it, it was, it was also very strange. It seemed, it seemed like it couldn't be an accident. This is a professionally mixed CD mm-hmm. that they spent way too much money yeah, on. If yeah. the Wikipedia entry is yep. to be believed. High school's built like prison. 
Um, but I thought it was just real weird. Um, yeah, I so, don't know. So that clicking noise, like I was, I'm like, am I going insane? Is this like an audio quality thing? So I listened to it a couple different ways, and yeah. it, it always came through this like clicking thing. So I'm glad to know that's probably the upright bass. Yeah, that's exactly what you're hearing. I'm sure. You, I'm you sure. have no fucking idea. Kyle what I'm said hearing. it, and he's smarter than me. I know. Well, <laughs> if Kyle had said, I that's know what weird I'm stuff. That means I have some clout. <laughs> he knew that Kevin was a juice pig. <laughs> the stinky, the stinky. Who's the stinky blue masticator? Uh, who is the stinky? That's from a bonus episode. Nobody will ever know that. Uh, here's my here's my problem with this song. Love it. Think it's great. Sequencing, right? It's sandwiched between a goofy goofy goofballs. Sandwiched between a and alternative girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Goofy pastiche of grunge songs. Like it's a real bring down. A song about depression and suicide. And then we're not gonna get to it for three more weeks here but after alternative girlfriend we have am i the only one Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about when we talk about it and then little tiny song Uh which is just so we go a goofball this song way downer alternative girlfriend goofball am i the only one way downer little tiny song goofball the sequencing in the middle of this album is crazy manic it's absolutely manic i think you're right i think like I always think that I like this album less than I do, but then when I go and like listen to the individual songs, I'm like, oh, I like most of these. Yeah, it, it's hard. And so I wonder if it is the sequencing. There's no real, like, I feel like there's no real hits on this album. Like, I mean, there's great songs. Jane's a great song, Alternative Girlfriend, on these apples. But, like, you don't, like, think of Naked Ladies and think, like, you know, Am I the provider. only one? Yeah, right. Oh, which is also a great song. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great songs. But God, the chorus in this fucking song? It's ooh, wonderful. Ooh. Yeah, I, I agree. I could live with it every day. <laughs> I am with you on this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that may have drained my notes on here. Oh, as soon as Ed starts singing, there's a real open twangy guitar sound on the bridge. Like, <laughs> I'm a country boy. boy. <laughs> like, he's so country. Uh, that's all I had. Uh, Evan, what do you have? Anything to finish us off here? Yeah, it was just, a. I mean, the straightest read of dating a girl with codependency, self-esteem issues. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it's it's a, uh, it was sort of a cut into, like, cycl- cyclical history. Like, the Chinese model, like, which is, it's just pretty cool. I mean, like, we're... Like reincarnation, basically. Like okay. you have this idea that, like in the Western model, we think like history is like a progression towards something. Right. Like the past is worse than the present. Right. Always. Right. Basically, and Chinese don't see it that, or I should say, Asian, and that's problematic. But uh, in Eastern sure. sort of Buddhism religion, it's more. And I, oh God, Eastern's problematic too. You're killing I'm me. killing you're myself. Just I'm sorry. What you're trying to say. So yeah, it's it's a cyclical history sort of. In the, it just reincarnation in general. Okay. Going into Kyle's read on it. So yeah. I, I liked that. I liked yeah. Kyle's read. I like that too. Uh, Kyle, mop it up. What what are you? Uh, anything we didn't cover about this song? Uh, I don't think I touched on it quite enough. I love all the teen angst in this song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. It was. I mean, it's it's teeny as all get out for sure. And, like all the mentions of like our parents' ideals and views. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, kind of like I, I feel like in their mother's cars is something like specifically, you know, layman teenagery. Yeah, because <laughs> we're not talking about eight year olds. We're talking about you know some brooding in the back of their mom's car. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I think Steve has never not been in touch with his inner angsty teen throughout all of this so far. Yeah. So this is a page joint, right? I mean, I know he sings yeah, it, but he yeah, wrote I'm it pretty too. sure. Yeah. And I remember loving this song when I was a teenager, like, Oh, this speaks to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. In my mother's car, I'm feeling sad, <laughs> but now I'm like, I love the chorus. Do, 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 do. I do wonder if Ed wrote his bridge, which is why he's singing it. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a page. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of like Paige Robertson songs on this album. No, this, they, almost the entire album was written separately. I think yeah. there's one or two songs that were written together. So yeah, that is, that's, uh, that is. It's like a Steve Duffy collaboration, I think. Uh, I can check that out for us. No, I don't want to, I don't want to know. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everything Old is New Again is Paige and Duffy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Robertson did not write this one. Good deal. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Okay. Cool. Uh, Kyle, anything else? <laughs> uh, no, that's about it. Cool, cool. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at this point, we get to uh, talk about what we think about this song. So as usual, Evbo, oh, let's get you first. Is this song bare naked or fully clothed? This song is wearing teenage fashion from the 90s. Uh-huh. Um, so it's got like a shirt with a bare midriff. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's not, I'd say it's, it's partially clothed, but the parts I like, there's a couple parts that I see of it that are naked, like the, you know, like the bare midriff. Like I can see like very, very, I, I'm in love with those parts. Okay. <laughs> like, if I could just see the chorus, <laughs> you, you sans the rest of the song, it would be naked. You saw a wrist and like, you were immediately but also, aroused. but also because it's wearing clothes, uh-huh. it makes the parts that I can see a lot, a lot more pleasing to me. Okay. So it's, it's sort of a juxtaposition of parts I didn't like with parts I did. So I think that it stands on its own. But if I, like I said, if I if I just hit the chorus, it'd be like pulling you know Brack out of the Space Ghost Coast to Coast show. You just listen, you get hit Brack, you get the Brack show, and you're like, uh, he's not good without the juxtaposition. <laughs> what? You did not like the Brack show. Uh, you still had much, your George Lowe. Too you much st- Brack. Too- <laughs> uh, I could see that. I guess I. I don't know. Nobody so, like Joni loves Chachi either. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like where you take like there's like a really popular character in any sort of com- comedy, and then you pull them out and give them their own sort of spinoff. And it's like, oh no, they're not good by themselves. They need. But they that, weren't by themselves. They need that straight. You still had Zorak. You, you had. Uh... You need that straight. Whatever. Yeah, as a main yeah. character, that may have suffered. Yeah. All right. So. I see. And Clarence. And Clarence and Mr. Thunderclee. God, it's Thunderclees. Been... Thunderclees. Yeah, it's been yeah. so long. Jesus. Hey, do you like cartoons, Kyle? Uh, never heard of it. <laughs> okay, just check in. Oh boy, this is turned into a crossover episode of, uh, of so, Kyle and Luke. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Uh, Kyle, why don't you give your uh, your nakedness rating for this song? Okay, so this is, this is you know, an angsty teenager who doesn't especially, you know, care about clothes, but is wearing as much as, like, society demands of them. Uh-huh. Of them. Fine, whatever, mom, I'll wear pants. <laughs> um... But then, like you know, you know the parts in Charlie Brown where like they throw a baseball at him, and it like knocks him for a loop, and he loses most of his clothes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. That's what that's what the chorus is like. The whole like the like big brass section is like does that Charlie Brown thing. This guy. So he's left like, in. So they're just left with some undies on. So he's suffering like a serious concussion, but he's like mostly naked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's happy, but he forgets everything. Like he's in heaven. Yes. Actually, it kills them and they're reincarnated. Right. Well, that's that's sort of Charlie Brown's MO too, is he forgets everything all the time. Like Lucy, that's why Lucy can keep pulling the ball away from him. Oh, sure. Because he's a dumb dumb. Actually, I, I was thinking Charles Schultz about this song a little bit because it's just so like dour yet sounds so cheerful. Yeah, yeah. that is true. I like that comparison. This is a real peanut song uh okay uh i think this song to me uh it's wearing ankle high socks it's wearing big ass snow boots it has on uh gloves opera gloves right up to the elbow and that's it it is naked aside from the socks the boots and the gloves so it's way at its i'm into it at its core 
it is naked. Okay. But there's a lot of ornamentation on it uh-huh. that I think... It's got big earrings. It's got... Earrings. Oh, yeah, maybe some big-ass earrings and maybe one of those... I think we mentioned a box set, but it also has the Chiquita banana fruit hat. So it's got the most ostentatious... <laughs> hat. It's got a real Danny DeVito... Uh, 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 fucking uh, Tim Burton four foot high top hat going on. <laughs> um, every t- Tim Burton movie, Danny DeVito wears a huge top hat. Um, and so yeah, so so but at its core, I think this is a great song with a lot of nudity <laughs> that uh, that has a, a lot of good fun things to say. Uh, yeah, I, I I like this song. I think this is uh, usually around the middle of the album. We start to see a lot of dips. But uh, we just had A and Everything Old is New Again and Next Week we'll have Alternative Girlfriend. And I think that we can pretty much say that these are the middle of this CD is pretty fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it had a couple stutter steps. Like, I, there were a couple songs I wasn't afraid, I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. But... You'll Be Waiting, I think, could get rough at times. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's been pretty good. Well, You'll Be Waiting's fine. I don't yeah. know. I think A, I didn't like some of it. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kyle. Thank you yes. so much for being on our podcast. What? Uh, plug. Plug something. Plug anything. I dare you. <laughs> sure. Uh, I mean, since it's a podcast, I will plug my podcast, Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes, uh-huh. where me and the great Luke Ski do indeed talk about cartoons. Uh, but more importantly, I have one of those television shows, and it's at the end of television, so that's weird. So, <laughs> like, find some place to watch it, like, say, Amazon uh, or iTunes or the internet. Uh-huh. Uh, please check out my, my show, uh, Mighty Magiswords created by and for Cartoon Network. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And if you, uh, I mean, you say it's the end of television, but Mighty Magiswords was Cartoon Network's first, like, web show, right? Isn't there a lot of, like, web... Yeah, I was kind of a grand experiment that, like, you know, we did a lot of stuff before we even got to TV. Yeah. Uh That's really interesting. That's cool. And if you like, if you are a nerd who likes to hear, you know, familiar voices, both of the Game Grumps have been on it. <laughs> and uh, who, I mean, you've got standbys like Great Delisle and all sorts of cool stuff, right? I've had uh, Dave Coulier from Full House on the show. <gasps> Holy shit! And we cut everything old is new again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> did, they, uh... well, did he play a beaver? No, he played uh, um, our uh, essentially Bill Murray. His name was Murray Williams. <laughs> he was in our. We were asked to do a basketball episode, and so I did a retelling of Space Jam as if it was like a fairy tale that could be retold. Oh, that's so beautiful. That sounds delightful. Oh, man, great. I need to see that episode. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Kyle, put, thank put you. Put that on our queue. Yeah, right put now. it on the queue. <laughs> thank you so much for being on, man. We really yeah, appreciate it. Thank you it. so much. It's it was good. my pleasure, and I would gladly do it again. This was super fun. And you know oh, what? Good. We will do it again. We'll, we'll see, see you. How about that? In Born one on, week. In one? No, we're not ending this. <laughs> Born on a pirate ship. Please yes, come back. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. See you guys. Hey, Evan. How are you? Oh, okay. What season is it? My name. (laughs) Is that really true? Okay. (laughs) I made an Evan soundboard, you guys, and I can keep pressing buttons. Hey, Evan, what you up to? Inertia. The only button you need on the Evan soundboard for the Vernicott Ladies podcast. Iner- iner- inertia. Inertia. Um, Evan, you said previously, hashtag Autumn Boy. Oh, uh, yeah. That follows your favorite season, right? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just not going to let this bit go. Speaking of seasons. Yeah? Did you know? What? That Nikki Minaj is back for season two. Every week, Nicki Minaj presents a weekly (laughs) advice series on their YouTube channel called Nicki Minaj Tells You How to Live Your Life. You'll never guess what Nicki Minaj does on it. She tells you how to live your life. life. And some of the advice is actually decent. I mean... That's a good... That's a... (laughs) 
I'm gonna get advice. It's it's uh, the copy. If I don't say so myself, some of my <laughs> advice is actually pretty decent. The copy is telling me to fucking like be covered. Like it's here's the here's the copy. I mean, a lot you should probably take with a grain of salt with those commas in it. I mean, a lot you should probably. You know what, copy? Listen, if Nicki Minaj tells me to do something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's. I don't know. Nicki Minaj has made some questionable decisions what? in her career. Like what? Didn't she like her most recent album? Was a surprise release and like played off. Uh, was like I don't. I, I'm this. I'm, this is me like scrolling through like Google News and seeing like <laughs> Nicki Minaj album universally panned for appropriating African cult or something like that. I don't Whoa. remember exactly what it was, but something they came out. Something in it was offensive. Really? And again. I don't know. Was I... Nicki Minaj's SNL performance cultural appropriation? Guilty of appropriating Asian culture. Okay. When Nicki Minaj took the stage to perform her hit song Chun Li. <laughs> Chun Li? Which already she's she's winning. Oh, okay, look, so this is the picture. Is she had a bunch of people dress up as like ninjas and battle okay. geishas and shit. Uh, the fetishization of Asian culture. Uh, African-Americans accused the rapstress of using stereotypical Asian imagery as a costume. Others defended Minaj's stage performance as harmless and inoffensive. Yeah, I mean, the costume debate is one that's very prevalent and difficult. So, should we believe Nikki when she tells us how to live our life? I mean, that's, that is a... Well, I mean, that's one, that's, people make mistakes. Right. Right, and it, how she responds to it, because... I mean, it is per perpetrating sort of fetishization and racist stereotypes sure. and, and orientalism and whatnot. Yeah. But it, I feel like, you know, she's still pretty young. You can do it out of ignorance and be like, oh, shit, my mistake. I'm so sorry. Like, sure. let, me, let me turn it over a new leaf. Sure, and, sure. I mean, it's not like she's like fucking Harvey Weinstein, this how, shit. How like, old she's not. Is Nicki Minaj? She's not young, young. She's in her, I want to say 30. She's 35. Holy butts. She Never should mind. know better. Yeah, she should know better. Eminem is 45? Fuck, dude. S and M and M is forty-seven. <laughs> That's perfect. We'll put this on the episode. Anyway, what the fuck were we talking Nicki about? Nicki Minaj. If telling you, you want to support Nicki Minaj, head over to iabdpresents.com. Yeah. And if you don't, don't. The end. Poo poo poo. Okay, so we're back with It's All Been Done, Been a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> and right now we're going to spin the segment wheel to figure out what our segment is going to be for this week. Evan, our segment this week is... Thanks, that was fun. So we spin oh, the wheel again. How do you keep getting that once? We get three times and end this. If we get it three times in a row, we immediately and permanently end the podcast. So let's spin it again. Let's end this charade. <gasps> Thanks, that was fun. Spin again. Oh my if gosh. you get this three times in a row, immediately and permanently on the podcast. Okay, okay. Wait, I'm getting real excited. Okay, we're past it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Life in a nuts hell. We were so close. So, I want you... That was really, really scary. Oh, it was so wonderful. I, I want can't you to wait. reframe this song as an embarrassing anecdote, either real or imagined, about yourself, your co-host, or the bare naked boys. <laughs> so, was, like a, an yeah. embarrassing relational anecdote? I don't know. This is your segment. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Oh, you're trying to set the table. Yeah, set the table. All so, right, set that table, buddy. So, like an embarrassing relational anecdote, like something that, gosh, or like, I mean, it's kind of. It's hard to like make a codependent, a codependent yeah. suicidal relationship. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna go on like an embarrassing, like uh, a relationship that. I mean, I've had a lot of relationships that went on far too long and uh -huh. shouldn't have. 
uh, gone on. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to focus on an embarrassing relationship. So something, everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go off that. Uh-huh. Is this real or imagined? Or you're not going to tell me. Uh, how about this? I'll tell you. Oh, and then, and then you guess. get to guess. Okay, 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 okay. So I had a girlfriend or a, a woman who wanted or, or who I wanted to be my girlfriend. Um, and she was very interested in my dogs. Okay. So she would come over after school. And this is high school time. High school time. And she would walk my dogs because she really liked okay. dogs. And when she came, we saw, I saw her for maybe five minutes when she came to get the dogs and uh-huh. drop them off. And That's I awesome. would tr- do my best to impress her. Oh, cool. And I remember once I went up and got my swords. What the fuck? <laughs> I had like I had like a couple like you know I've always been sort of into history and that sort of garbage and you know as yeah. a teenage boy I'm like you know it's really cool having a katana <laughs> and then you or like a two a two a hand and a half sword from the <laughs> Battle of Hastings uh-huh. like a replica. Um, so like I was like cleaning and polishing them. I made <laughs> sure I was doing that. Like and she's like, oh, you have swords. I'm like, yeah pretty cool aren't they? <laughs> like, <one of> <laughs> i'm surprised you weren't out in the yard swinging them no around. no 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 pretty i was cool huh yeah and i was just like you know what wouldn't really impress this girl's swords <laughs> seeing that i have a have like a collection of like six different swords from different historical periods hey buddy yeah real yep <laughs> so painfully real yeah i was real and like thinking back on that i was super fucking embarrassed <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah we were we were on again off again for about a year so that, oh, that's you dated? Yeah, we did date. Whoa! Did she get to touch your swords? Are you, did in, she under, with get the understanding to that this only means swords. the swords, the physical swords that I owned? Oh yeah. Did she touch them? That are made of metal and oh, hey, sharpened whatever, on whatever both ends for, and yeah. various. Yes, she did handle the swords at some point. I'm not high fiving you. <laughs> Fine. I'm not high fiving you. <laughs> So that's my life in a nutshell okay, um, with a good. on again, off again girl that I was trying to impress. But every time I tried to impress her, I felt like it went really well. Mm-hmm. But for obvious reasons, uh-huh. I was a dumb dumb <laughs> and it didn't. Uh huh. So we would break up. Wow. And then she became your fiance and then you broke up with her? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was another on again, off again relationship that I regret having been on again. Okay. Here's your nuts, Hellsaker. Here's my. I'm going to take one line and extrapolate okay. from that. That's actually a lot more fun. The line is uh, we drink and I bandage your wrists. Okay. Oh. So in high school, uh-huh. or no, uh, it was like freshman year of college. I was back for the summer, mm-hmm. uh, back to my hometown. And I was hanging out with uh, two of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call them uh, Bandy and Buck. And so. <laughs> All right. Uh, for some reason, we were at Bandy's house, okay. and I was chasing Bandy around. We were just goofing or something, and just straight goofing. Yeah, yeah, straight, straight up goofing, my pal. Uh, and uh, we couple run jolt to, colas, hats on backwards. Oh, oh dude, for real, we we're sitting Flip in flops. backward <laughs> chairs. It was crazy. I had a slippers on, um, and so we, we, I was chasing. I chased him into his kitchen, and he pulled out. He opens the drawer and pulls out a steak knife, <gasps> and he holds the steak knife up, and I was like stopped and i was ready to like oh i'm gonna get you man what then, the fuck so when you pull a stick like it's game over that's so it. i thought i'm gonna grab for the knife because Uh-oh. he's not gonna be dumb enough to slash like that would be disastrous in his head he was thinking i'm gonna slash he's not dumb enough to reach for the steak knife so of course both things happened at the same time i reached he slashed my hand had this huge gash. Oh. Like, I was bleeding purple blood. Like, I had, like, deoxygenated. Oh. Like, so th- I was rolling on the ground, holding my hand, and, like, laughing. Because I didn't know, like, my brain couldn't process. I was in shock, I'm fairly sure. We were all like, holy shit, holy shit, all three of us. Buck 
goes to like what what's the closest thing? Bandy's house is like kind of a uh, very messy, not a hoarder house, but a lot of like shit around. Yeah. And cluttered, so, cluttered. Uh, Buck Buck grabs this this dirty dish rag, like dusty from yeah. the ground. He's like, we need to wrap this up. So we like wrap up with this dirty, dusty dish towel from the ground, and we're like, do, do I need to go to a hospital? Like I'm bleeding through this dish towel. Should I get stitches? Should I go to the hospital? And we all sit for a minute. And we're like, let's go to the strip club. So wait, fuck! How old are you? <laughs> I was first year of college, so nineteen, I guess. Holy shit! <laughs> like I thought you were kids, like little tiny little fucker kids. No. Oh, like I, I, like I, I'm imagining like little Saker, like little 11, 12 year old Saker, and oh, no, we the were... whole time you were college students. <laughs> So, uh, so we drove to the strip club and we found out there was a $5 door fee. And so we left and went to Denny's. Went to an urgent care. <laughs> we never, I never got stitches. Real or fake? Uh, real. That sounded real, real. Did you make it up? It was real, real. You got it. Oh, you're so smart. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Nice job. I don't have a scar or anything though. That's but, weird. No, yeah. I... I have cuts all over my fucking hand because I was not good with knives for mm. a long time. Like, they're all on my... My right hand is covered with scars because I was always holding the knife in my left hand. It's horrifying. I remember once going on an orchestra trip and uh, I was playing with a fucking doll buck knife, which is the dumbest thing to do. You always keep your knives real sharp. Did, did you bring one? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I had a doll buck knife just, for, you know, because sometimes you need to cut shit. <laughs> so I had it and I was, like, trying to cut, like, one of those, like, zip ties and yeah. it cut real quick and cut basically deep into my pointer finger and i i was in high school like a freshman or something so i'm like this no one could ever know so i just remember taking a bunch of tape and just taping it up for the entire weekend so it's just like i had this tape on my finger yeah and to this day i still have a huge scar on my finger and i can't feel the tip of it because i was a dum-dum god damn Oh, in middle school, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna wag my finger at you. I went to Canada and I was rooming with four other, <laughs> rooming with uh, uh, sorry, three other kids, and we were all wrestling in the room. And like one of the do. kids like jumped and landed on my arm, and I broke my wrist immediately. Oh. But I didn't know I had broken my wrist, and so that was day one of the trip of a uh-huh. five day trip. And so I didn't tell anybody because I knew that they'd call my parents. And I'd have to go home or yeah. something. So I functioned. I could not, like, I tried to lift a French fry, I remember, and it hurt so, so bad. And I got home. My parents were like, what the fuck? And I was like, I didn't want to tell you. Canada's just so much fun. Canada was fun. Where'd you go in Canada? We went to Toronto. Toronto, Toronto. was great. It was a good time. We Tron- great Toronto's time. one of my favorite cities in the world. I uh, went there for my first anniversary and had a joyful time. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. Yes. It's great. You do, like, Niagara, then you spend a a day in Tar- Toronto yeah, yeah, and yeah. hung out with a friend of the Chinatown. pod, Blair Beveridge, <gasps> who was a joy. He yes. was very obviously not a vampire. Our resident Canadian, not a vampire. Uh, okay, well, that was a fun segment. See? I'm not see? sure if I see, but all right, fair enough. It's at least as fun as one week. <laughs> okay, so now's the time for uh, bare naked males. We like to take some mail from our friends and our fans and our funds. Give it to me. Uh, so, uh, if you want to email us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, this question comes from a man named Greg. Greg says, Greg, Greg, if you had, mm, if you had <laughs> to recast all of the main characters of a video game with the members of the bare naked ladies, which game would you choose? And why would it be vampire? The masquerade? Thanks. Love the pod, Ooh. Greg. So like a video, I actually haven't played, I, I have vampire, the masquerade. 
like the like bloodlines yeah and i think there's another one that came before that i own both of them and have for tw- like 20 years really but i've never played them i hear bloodlines is great yeah i everyone tells me it's amazing but like i feel like i need to be like a certain frame of mind to play them and <laughs> okay. i'm never right there okay like and i wanted to i'm like yeah i should really do that yeah. but like i just never found the time to dig into them so yeah, yeah. i'm sorry buddy like i can't pick vampire bloodlines but you know what as a as a gift to this pod, uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play both games uh-huh. eventually. Okay. Soon. So, what video game would you replace? A uh, Mario Party, obviously. Mario Party. <laughs> you want Naked O Party <laughs> with just all the members of the ladies uh, in a dreamland competing in button mash games? Yeah, pretty much. Sounds I mean, fun. because like, okay, so Tyler's obviously Toad. Why? Okay, because he talks like this. <laughs> I mean, that's how he's saying. It's he's me, Tyler. Like, We're gonna rock. Why you think I'll get along without you? Why you yeah. So he, Tyler's Toad. <laughs> okay, Tyler's Toad. Because you know, Toad's a Toad's a solid, a okay. good dude. Solid I know dude. our our who's Mario and who's Luigi. Hobodobo. <laughs> Here we go. I feel like Ed's Luigi and Steve's Mario because Steve's, Damn, the, Steve's dude. the front man. Steve's the front man, but Luigi does most of the work. Like Mario gets all the credit, but like. No, Luigi. Uh, now, see, I don't know if you. I've always been a Luigi boy. You, I, I me love, too. I love a Luigi. Me too. But I love a Luigi. Luigi. Ever since the GameCube, how Nintendo has separated Mario and Luigi is that Mario is the one who does the work, and Luigi is cowardly. What? Yeah, Luigi's the coward now, uh, and he's always okay. He's, he's that's his new aesthetic. So yeah, I feel like you need to you need to give these guys because you have a much better idea of like the Nintendo sure. Mario so, Party. Yeah, like I think it's fun just to map catalog. them each onto a Smash Brother. Okay. okay. Well, that'll <laughs> then any any character ever. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh, just because there's so many characters in Smash Brothers yeah. is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's stick with Mario Party, man. All right, let's stick with Mario Party. We can... We can the, Mario Party is my choice, and I want you to, to do it. Then you pick a video game I know, and I'll map them onto characters. <laughs> okay. So let me look up Mario Party Well, characters. you just got like... You got Princess Peach. Oh, okay. You got, Hold up. You got the Mario. You got hey, the Luigi. You got the Waluigi. Hey, you got the, oh, did you read the... Um, there was like a meme going around the internet a little bit ago, which means it's mirror probably like... Mirror it's like no like, oh. like like 30 which means if i saw it then it's probably like a year or two old <laughs> right but because the mario and luigi and waluigi and wario wear complementary colors oh there's a, th- a there's third a third set. set that wears like orange and blue I yeah think. something like that yeah, yeah. so who, who are these people yeah yeah they were trying to speculate on their identities yeah. and what they might be like which is very funny okay so here's everybody you ready i'm just gonna fly through it tyler donkey kong tyler oh this is smash brothers or this, no, this uh, is okay t- who the uh, fuck's tyler the drummer? Oh, okay. What in the I thought fuck? You, I thought you meant Tyler was a Smash Brothers character. Like, no. not, a, not like a Mario Party character. I'm like, what? I've never played <laughs> Tyler. I've never seen... You shit. Okay, Tyler, Donkey Kong. <laughs> Tyler is Donkey Kong. Ed is... Um, Ed is gonna be... Ed is gonna be my Mario. Okay. Ed is gonna be my Mario. He's okay. been in every single game, and he's never left. Which means that Steve is not going to be my Luigi. Steve is going to be my Bowser. I think there's actually... I'm going to set up a confrontational antagonistic relationship between the two. Okay. I think okay. that makes for more more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kevin is going to be my Dry Bones. Uh, mm-hmm. The little skeletal Koopa Troopa. <laughs> I feel like he's already dead uh, in a lot of ways. So we're just kind of assigning him what he is um jim friendly guy jim is my toad oh absolutely jim is my toad okay um but he's so tall and thin and toad's a little squat little boy okay toad's not a tall boy are we doing it physically or are we doing it mentally like jim doesn't have the toad the toad mentality for me oh 
okay. Oh, I think he's he's friendly. He's helpful. Like he's... it's like a Princess Peach. He could be a peach. I could see him as a peach. Yeah, 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 he yeah, floats, yeah, yeah. His baselines just sort of float a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's my peach. Were you doing this for me? <laughs> yeah, I get another. I get a turn after this. This is your. This is yours. And then, uh, which means that Andy has to be Princess Daisy. I think <laughs> as as Peach's mirror. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Done. All right. So I can't do vampire bloodlines, but I can do like vampire the masquerade. Nope. Uh. Oh. Uh. Sorting them into clans. Yeah. Okay, sort them into vampire clans. Okay, so we'll run through the vamp- the, the main vampire clans. We're not doing like Salubri. Sons of Set and shit oh, like okay. that, or, right. or uh, Asamite. Uh, like so, we've got we got Burha, we got Tremere, we got Ventru, we got uh, what the fuck else? And, oh, and, great. And Gangrel. You need, you need to tell tell people Nosferatu. People, I, I'm gonna go. I'll run through them. I'll, right. I'll run through them all at once. So I'll explain. Burha, Gangrel, Malkavian, Nosferatu, Toriador, Tremere, Ventru, and Kate. Caitiff? Caitiff? Ca- Caitiff is just non-clanned. Like they're oh, really weak-blooded vampires. Okay, yeah. mongrel. So yeah, if we're putting them in, if we're putting them in vampire clans. I'm gonna put. Oof. I'm gonna say Steve. Uh, God, I, almost Malkavian. Like, because he's got he's got serious depressive issues. Oh no, fuck. He's a Toreador. Never mind. Toreador, like, the artistic. So they're ones? the artistic. They're the artistic type. Uh-huh. They they're very they're very sort of avant-garde. Like every like interview with the vampire, only lovers left alive. Byzantium, like uh-huh. all of them are about Toreador vampires. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I was a musician back in the day. <laughs> okay, got I, it. I can't really live with myself anymore <laughs> since I'm so old. I've passed music beyond. Music. You think that's Steve? No. I don't think that's that's Steve, but I think that like he fits that that sort of uh, archetype. Where okay. He's like the, he's like sort of a troubled artist. Okay. Is basically the Toriador archetype. Like it. Um. Whew, so Andy, I'm gonna have to say Andy's a Tremere because Tremere are like the magician clan. Uh-huh. Uh, they're like really technically oriented. They can cast magical spells. Um, they do a lot of study. And Andy went from the bare naked ladies. He was, he's 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 like, teaches at a musical conservatory now, doesn't he? I believe or something so. To that effect. This, so he's. This also says that they are ruthless. However. Uh, well, he does. He is going to kill them all eventually. Kill okay. all the other vampires. <laughs> I believe other... he was one of two surviving Bernegan ladies within the Bernegan duel. Right. <laughs> yes. So, so he's a he's more he's always been more interested in the technical aspects of the music, and okay. he plays the most instruments. He's he's the ba- he's the big the big boy. Ashasha. He's the big the big juice boy. I feel you. Uh, Andy, I'm gonna say Nosferatu. Not Wait, you not just... Andy. Jim. Jim. I'm gonna say Nosferatu. Not <gasps> because I think he's ugly or like. Uh, maladjusted or anything but because we've established him as sort of the master vampire oh, and i mean I nosferatu within the context of vampire the masquerade they can be of any age right but like i'm thinking like um what we do in the shadows where like as you age a vampire as you become more powerful you sort of take on this like nosferatu-esque look so mm-hmm. they've got really old vampire who lives mm-hmm. in the basement and what we do in the shadows is just sort of like a nosferatu archetype it also puts me in mind because they're kind of outcasted it right. puts me in mind of adel's story when he was on our cast and he oh. encountered jim and he said are you in a cover band and jim said Feels like it sometimes. <laughs> so maybe like, he's, he feels outcasted. From but the, the Nosferatu get a really good suite of powers. Like they can turn invisible. They can like talk to. I think they have potence as well. So they get they're super strong. They can turn invisible. Yeah. Uh, they can like mask their form pretty well yes. too. So they've got like the mask of a thousand faces and whatnot. So so yeah, I feel like uh, uh, Jim would be a Nosferatu. Okay. Um, I'm gonna bust Kevin Hearn. Who Kevin Hearn is gonna be? I guess a Bruja because he's 
his emotions rule him. Mm-hmm. So, but he's his archetype for Bruja is to, like Bruja are really aggressive and yeah. sort of like punky, loud, arrogant, and angry. But they don't have to be that way. Okay. People just always play them that way. Like, okay. like a social justice warrior can also be a Bruja. Okay, all so, right. So everyone like that's the, the sort of they, their archetype. It comes from punks in like the eighties and seventies. They suffer more deeply from the rages of the beast within. Like I feel yeah. like Kevin is going through a lot of Kevin. Strife Kevin like he comes inside. on to he comes on the stage everything, <laughs> and then he goes back and just wrecks the tour bus. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> I bet after he punches so many holes in the walls of the green room. Uh-huh. Okay. So I've got Ed and Tyler left. Yeah. Uh Tyler Gangrel. He okay. is a, he's a big old hairy boy. He talks to the animals, he bangs on those <laughs> drums. He can turn into an animal when he needs to. He gets on he's like kind of quiet in the back cuz he's out in nature, sure, sure. you know, but then beast, gets yeah. on stage, goes into fucking beast mode. I'm going to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the concert and they're like, "Fuck, man, this is a guy we need to keep in the band." For sure. And then Ed. Oh, you've uh, locked yourself into a corner here. Well, he's either a Ventru or Malkavian or what else I got? I uh, Ven- Trame- no, you did Tremere. Yeah, Ventru, Malkavian. Ventru, Malkavian. Or yeah. he could be a, a caitiff. No, I think Ed's Ventru. Ed's okay. pretty, Ed's pretty hard, hard Ventru. Like he... He sort, sort of, of I, get, I get the impression he sort of runs things. Yeah, for the band. Oh, for like sure. he, he fronts for it. Sure. He fronts it, but in a more like like Steve was the troubled artist. Like Ventru also have the social a bit like the social powers. Like they have presence and dominate. So he can he gets it. Like but he's not he's not necessarily the the type of artist that Steve is. He's a different type of artist. Like but he still gets the fucking job done. So so uh, in terms of like would 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 uh, Steve what is Steve's clan again? Steve's a Toreador. So, so would Toreadors be more of like a, like a, a, a like a Jackson Pollocky, like, whereas Ed, uh, the Venture more of like fine artists, like, you know. Sort of, yeah. If there was a Venture, Venture usually skew more towards like politics and like business. Oh, but, I see. But if they were to be in a band, I feel like they would be a technician. They'd be like a, um, a prince. Oh, yeah. Like Ed where, is the one who puts it together. He's yeah, the one who keeps yep. them. Keeps he's the glue. Keeps, he's the glue. Yeah, I think. There you go. I'm sorry I couldn't do Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. It's okay. Uninter- but I did Vampire the Masquerade. This is equally uninteresting to 90% of our listeners. It's fine. We talked through it. Vampire's a fun game. Vampire's a great game. Uh, okay. So what the fuck segment is next? We're done. We are done. Now's the time when we read an iTunes review. We haven't been doing this lately. Thank God. But please don't do that. We have a shit ton of new reviews. I know. Why? Why? But see, here's the thing. People aren't going to want to leave us reviews unless we start reading reviews on the show again. That's how we get more positive reviews is by, that. right? Am I not right in that? I feel like begging for reviews cheapens us. Okay, then we won't beg for reviews. Let me just tell you that... <laughs> Let me have, just read this review. I'm not going to read the whole review, but I really enjoy the title of this review. Actually, uh, like, okay, listeners weigh in. Uh, you you want to hit us up on a hashtag? Hashtag, hag. here we go. So, review PU, or... <laughs> review Woohoo! Okay. I feel like woo-hoo. we've done the Woohoo PU before, but I oh, like okay. it. Our review Woohoo or Review PU. Yeah. Uh, I just, I love this one. I'm not going to read the review, but the title of the review, five-star review, is Just Here for Justin, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I, was, I was very pleased about. Well, that's what we were hoping for. <laughs> well, we hope you're still with us. Never just, right. here, just Here for Justin. I am going to read this review. I pretty much just showed up to hear Justin, but this show seems cool. Giving you five stars, even though you made my boy say he was born mm. on a pile of shit. Yes, Aker. <laughs> that's unacceptable. We talked about Justin a lot in this we episode. Do not I feel weird. Treat guests that way. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you can get with us on Facebook. You can get with us on Twitter. Twinker. We're at Bindun Pod on both, or you can search for us. Uh, you can get with Evan on his Instagram. You can get with an Evan on his Ello account. He's at Ev Dickey. I'm not. Uh, you can get with Evan on his 
uh, on his uh, LinkedIn. Nope. Just do a little search for Evie Dick Dick. Nope, that's <laughs> not me. You'll find it. You can't find Evan. <laughs> <laughs> what are they on his Reddit page? You can find him on R the Donald. He posts <laughs> a lot. Didn't the Donald Glover fans take that over? I think that they, was I think it was like a day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, do you want to plug any of your other sites online? EvanDicken.com. I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in.